The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Macca, and joining us is Rick. How are you, buddy? Macca, very good. What about yourself? Sad panda, mate. Sad panda. Yeah. No footy, what are we going to do? Like, as Porsche said on Big Footy, like, we took the wrong year to have a sabbatical last year. Yes. No. It was still the right year time. Last year sucked. (laughs) We would have just been talking about the same shit that we always talk about for the last five years anyway. True. That is true. So, what are we going to um, do this year without footy, mate? There's no footy. There's basically no sport at all. Well, this is uh, well, this is horrid news. It seems like what I'm going to be doing is um, working out for the next three weeks how to cancel my KO <laughs> subscription <laughs> because uh, I'm trying to work it out while we're talking. So Technology uh, is a bit too beyond you sometimes, Rick. Well, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I, I surprise myself and I actually... Uh, I actually do all right, but then there's other times like this where I have no Doesn't idea. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Oh, here you go. I found it. Well done. They're sorry to see me go. They're going to take a hit, though, aren't they? It's, it's under the Foxtel umbrella. It is. It's the sister company, I think. Yeah. I reckon they're going yeah, to take, they'll a take a bit of a hit. With no sport on, like, they'll, they'll take a hit for sure this year. Yeah. Um, well, every, everyone's taking a hit, except for everyone you. Everyone is. Everyone is. Everyone so is. for you, your your chips are uh, your chips are still popular, and your uh, our chips are essential services, a... mate. So <laughs> they are. <laughs> How can anyone live without hot chips from Sodos? Exactly right. Exactly but right. But what made me smile today is I got an email from the IPA Institute practicing accountants that uh, apparently us accountants are um, essential services as well. So that's good. It makes me feel special for a little bit anyway. We're all right. Everyone else in Australia, probably not. So No, we're all, we're all fucked. We are all under the bus at the moment. No, it's yeah. uh, it's not good. It's not a good situation at all. Uh, yeah, you couldn't help but feel for a lot of people on uh, on Sunday night watching that uh, press conference and thinking, geez, how many hundreds of thousands of people just lost their jobs? Yeah, it's awful. And now I saw the news, I was talking about the potential of the construction industry as well being shut down. I mean, if they're going to go that far, then why don't they just shut down everything? I mean, yeah, I know we're, I know we're a footy show, um, but yeah, I mean, I spoke to a lot of accountants tonight and, uh, sorry, clients, and um, it is just doom, gloom and pessimism. And they, I think everyone just needs an end date, you know, whether it's, all right, we're gonna. We, everyone has to stay at home for four weeks, and then after four weeks, we can open up the bars and cafes again. I think that will just give people positive intent because at the moment it's just this unknown, and it's oh my god, it's going to last six months, twelve months, can't do anything, and they're just going to grind everything to a complete halt. Which I don't think, except for Sodos, I don't think except that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, that's so, right. I mean. <laughs> Look, all I can say to people is just from a uh, hospitality standpoint is just keep going and getting your coffee from your local, 
go and get some lunch somewhere, take it away, uh, keep supporting your local um, food outlets uh, because it, as an industry, it's going to really struggle over the next year or two. Um, and a lot of people are looking down the barrel of something not very good. So that's all I can suggest is go out, get your fish and chips, get your burgers, get get your chicken, get whatever you need and uh, keep supporting the local guys. Yeah, I think the other thing too is um, like talking to a lot of the clients, I don't think they realise like, yeah, your situation might change, um, but like from a lending perspective, um, it could be it could be worse to wait to try and refinance, for example, to afterwards than if you're still working now. It could be best to look at doing it now while you still got the money, like the bird in the bird in the bush, with it, rather than two in the hand. Because yeah, you know, if you if we do end up getting uh, downsized with work and diminished hours and stuff like that it can it might take there could be a flow on lag effect in trying to get finance going in the future so um for those that are, have still got a job and they're thinking about finance whether you use me or you use got someone else you go to, direct to the bank i would be making the inquiries now rather than waiting for after the storm but um Fair enough. yeah yeah there's a well there's a lot macker like i spoke to someone today and they're worried that their jobs are going to they're going to have hours reduced. They were going to buy an investment property, for example, um, and now they, they don't want to do anything um, until, you know, after Christmas, right, which is fine. I respect that decision. But I'm like, well, if, you're, if your job's not going to be there and you want to even just refinance, let alone buy an investment property, you're best doing it now, right, rather than waiting because, yeah, you could be waiting two years before um, the banks will take you again, depending on your work situation. If you go from full-time yes. to casual upon return, it's yeah, it's all over the place. What about the footy players wanting 50% in the AFL going, nah, 20%? Well, that's it. Let's take it back to footy. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Good luck to the players. That's all I can say. <laughs> if, uh, if they end up getting 50%, then good luck to them. Um, you know, everyone else in the country is going to be on 0%. Uh, but look, if they can work out a deal that's beneficial for them over the next two, three, six months, then good luck to them. Mm-hmm. I, the AFL is basically... It is scary, saying. though. It is very scary what's happening at AFL clubs at the moment. Lots of people are getting stood down, you know, leave without pay, all the football departments. There's talk that, you know, when football returns, then football departments are going to be drastically reduced uh you know there's talk that there's a, a few clubs that are going to be in real trouble potentially port included uh from a financial standpoint so yeah it's uh it's not pretty at the moment isn't it i uh, don't you think that maybe like the reduction of off-field resource the soft cap so to speak i actually find that alluring mm. Like, could it even the play? Imagine if it was just back to a coach and one assistant coach, for example, and well, one be that. and one be and that. one and one fitness coach. Instead yeah. of having your yeah, head coach, your senior assistant, you know, two line coaches and six stats guys in the box, it's probably going to half that next year. Yeah. I think. And a lot of uh, you know a lot of you know fitness guys, a lot of the recruit recruiting guys are going to lose jobs, and 
you know, hopefully they get their jobs back down the line. That's all you can hope for, really. Yeah, I just don't see... It was good on Chris Scott taking a two-month 100% pay cut to help Indeed. Geelong out. Yep, wonder, wonder if all I wonder if all the coaches and our Ken are going to do something similar. I guess it just depends on how highly geared or financially free they are. But, yeah, well, that's um, right. Yeah, I mean, there's no judgment, right? Because you know, you just don't know people's circumstance. One person could be flush with cash, and another exactly. one might not. So there's no, there's uh... no judgment. It's, and even from a supporter standpoint, you know, we, we've got you look on Facebook, and there's people sort of saying, "Oh, when am I going to get my refund?" and all that sort of stuff. And look, I think in this sort of situation, you just can't judge people because we don't know everyone's individual financial situation, and they might really need that cash they might have lost their job they might need all the money they can get their hands on at the moment mm. so yes port no, no judgment and, at all has port come out and said what what they're going to do with people that are paid for tickets uh i think they have i think there was an email yeah i've, I've just been so busy i've missed it so yeah i thought i'd ask the uh not 100 percent but i'm pretty sure there was an email about it yeah Okay. Are you going to be asking for your money back? Uh, not me, no. No, I think uh, with the club situation and the AFL situation as a whole, I think you know, I'm, I'm even considering buying another membership. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just to you know, do my bit. I went to the club on the weekend and bought a hat and bought a Guernsey. So, you know, every bit counts, mate. You're a good man. I try, I try. Try, yeah. Try. It's just a shame for our one fiftieth, though, right? It is. It's disappointing, but it's you know, I don't know. It's it seems to be the way that Port Adelaide is at the moment. <laughs> you know, these sorts of things happen on uh, on our special occasions. But hey, you never know. We can oh. we can celebrate one fifty one instead. I loved I loved round one and uh, all the tarp jokes. I just thought they were all so unique and. Hilariously funny. Yeah. I mean, we haven't heard a tarp joke in at least, you know, two months. So it was good for people to bring them out again. That was wonderful. Um, And look, the good news is we're top of the ladder, mate. So so what what are you going to do to celebrate the premiership this year, mate? I'm going to buy a replica cup. Um, I'll get get our names engraved on it. And... Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll uh, I'll catch up with you, and we'll scull uh, we'll scull beer out of it and share, spread the, the corona between each other. I rang the club yesterday, but they haven't got the premiership merch available just yet. Hopefully, just around the corner, mate. But uh, you never know. Amazing. Do you Amazing. think so? Do you think the season's going to get up? Who knows? Who knows? Like it's just no one knows what's going to happen. Like it could take two months. Maybe that maybe they will come back in you know at the end of May. Maybe they won't be able to come back until next year. We like, we just don't know. So the good news is uh, statistically this century in leap years, the team that has been top of the ladder in round one has gone on to win the premiership. So it's good news if uh, for Port Adelaide if the season does actually start again. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. I guess technically, even if it doesn't start again, the leap year theory has worked, right? Because right. the team first after round one has finished first. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's really interesting. I think you know, if the government just brings in a full shutdown and says it's for a month, in theory, and if they don't open the borders, um, international borders, well, I guess it should pretty much eliminate the bulk of the virus, which would mean that you'd think in six to eight weeks the AFL could be up and running. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that seems to be the most logical. But I just don't know if they'll do it. What was interesting is Trump saying that they can't shut down forever. And no, uh, I, reckon, I reckon they've made a judgment um, call is um, they're going to just accept that people are going to die and they're better off having people die rather than uh, completely screw over their economic position, which would be yeah. so Amer- It would be so America, really, wouldn't it? That would be very America, yeah. Uh, Interstater um, on the Spreaker chat has said, uh, we've just traded away our number 18 draft pick, uh, which we obviously did at the end of last season, which is great. That was great news because a lot of people were pretty unhappy that we traded our first round pick last year. Uh, but hey, if it ends up being number eighteen, then that's great. Yeah. Next. Get off Facebook, mate. Uh, right, let's talk I'm, about uh, the on game Facebook. on Saturday. The game I'm on, on Saturday. Big, I'm on big footy. What big a game! Footy. What a game, mate. So Paul played Gold Coast on Saturday night at Metricon Stadium. Thanks to a big first half performance, they won comfortably by forty-seven points. Ten goals, sixteen. To four goals, five. Stevie Motlop, Todd Marshall, and Mitch Georgiades on debut kicked two goals each. Um, look, I thought we saw the best and worst of Port Adelaide out there, so let's split this into two halves, buddy. Uh, the first half. Let me, let me talk about the first half because that's the only half I watched, and thank God <laughs> I didn't. And I wasn't inspired to watch the well, second lucky half because um, I heard it was dross, one goal, ten. But I thought the first half was amazing. I mean, we weren't too bad in the first eight minutes, but you know, Gold Coast had a little bit of a kick in their step, and, and they just were they were they they owned the territory for the first you know eight minutes of the game. Um, but I guess their their goal ended up really sort of causing a reset for us. Um, I loved our our midfield, even though I've been highly critical of Rockcliffe. Um, uh, I thought at the stoppages he continued on his preseason form, as Boak has continued on his form from last year. Um, yeah, and they were so influential in the uh, in the midfield. Um, I, I didn't really see. You can maybe say, observe something about Lysett. I didn't really notice him too much. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I just love that we had a traditional forward line structure of multiple tools and and our small players staying down. Yes, right. Not yes. none of those Sam. None of those Sam Gray midgets going up for the high-flying specky when they should have their feet on the ground at the floor of, of these tall forwards bringing it to down. And Marshall and Georgiadis, you know, they, I reckon Georgiadis has rubbed off on Marshall, for example. You can hear I'm excited. I thought Marshall, Todd was going for the big fly, having a crack. Um, you know, Georgiadis, obviously, he just doesn't give a shit and just goes for a crack. And, you know, uh, they both got a couple of goals. They are both influential you know, I, Ryan Burton, I thought was fantastic. Macker, I think you had him second best on ground on your on your votes. Yeah, I loved. Is his that government. right? Yep. I, I actually like in the in the congested situation, he had a lot of um, he had a bit of speed, a bit of zip about his movement. So yep. um, either that or I was just watching it on fast forward, one of the two. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I just uh, I thought it was a great team performance. I thought yeah, everyone you could see the roles that they were playing. 
and uh, and we were just too experienced for Gold Coast, which was I thought it was pretty predictable. That's how it should have played out, and it did. Um, you know, I guess it doesn't matter now because the season's cancelled. For me, the uh, the question mark was going to be. Can this Port Adelaide side stand up against the Richmonds, the Collingwoods, the Wexcos, which has been our downfall in previous seasons? Um, but uh, at least with this season, of the like we were capable, would have been capable of accommodating the lower sides. Um, but yeah, I thought the first half was a great team performance. Lots of structure, which you've been asking for and I've been asking for. Nice, solid ball movement, fast, efficient, uh, and great team orientated play so you know i was at half time i was a very very happy chappy so yeah. what happened as were we all mate as were we all like as you said you know it took until gold coast first goal for us to reset i thought our first 10 minutes was pretty poor especially through the midfield but it seemed like that goal from them just sort of uh kick us into gear a little bit you know we won the the next two uh, centre clearances and um, went bang bang pretty quick and you know we we didn't relinquish control of the game from there on in and uh, as you said you know Boak was just wonderful in the midfield in that first quarter or the first half as a whole Rockliffe was very influential as well uh, I thought Lysett was good you know just his ability to get uh, the ball into the hands of poor players was uh, was fantastic you know we saw Todd Marshall just have a spectacular first half I thought I thought he was brilliant. Uh, Stevie Motlop, two goals in the first half as well. He was excellent. Um, Burton did a great job on McPherson. Uh, guys like Amon were getting involved. Rosie was getting involved. Brad Ebert, where the hell did that come from? We'll get to him a bit later. Uh, but Who? yeah, at, at half time it was uh, it was party time. We thought, how good is this? This is a this is a, a great start to the season. The only question mark I had was um, the. Inconspicuously of um, uh, Houston. Uh, I don't know. I'm still not convinced. Mm. I'm still not convinced on him as a midfielder. And I if the season, right. let's, yeah, it wasn't horrible, but I don't think he was amazing. Um, and I'm just saying, like, if I'm talking like the season was just continuing on. Um, especially with Hamish going down with a quad injury, I, my personal preference would be um, to, uh, I guess, to see Houston go back and Ollie Wines take his spot in the midfield. That would have been that'd be my preference at the time. Yeah, I think Houston pretty much went head to head with Lockie Weller, and I'm pretty sure Houston had the better of that deal of that uh, of that situation. So yeah, look, I thought look, he wasn't best on ground or anything close to that, but you know, he did his job. I thought. Um, you know, he was a solid sort of 6 out of 10 or 7 out of 10 performance, I think. But yes, mm-hmm. let's talk about the second half because, uh, yeah, just so ports, mate. So typical Port Adelaide that, you know, in a good win, we still managed to have a goalless quarter <laughs> once again. And we kicked one goal 10 in a half of football against Gold Coast, who couldn't get Brad, the ball forward. Just Our man, our man Brad, missing oh. the sitters too, right? Brad did miss him. So, look, they all did. They all did, mate, in that second half, especially that last quarter. Uh, very, very disappointing, that was. Um, yes, we still won by plenty. 47 points. It's a good win. Um, and, look, it, it made us finish top of the ladder for the season, so that's great. Do you but think we um, were we conserving? Have... Were we conserving what? energy? For what? For next week? 
<laughs> yeah, maybe what in 2022? Maybe. Right. <laughs> They didn't know then that the games are gonna it was gonna be suspended. Well, it's so. just something we've spoken about. How many times have we spoken about this? Like, oh, eighty on the podcast, maybe. Like, mm. you know, that that coulda should have been an eighty point plus win, really, because um, a lot of those goal, a lot of those misses were gettable goals. Westhoff um, missed a sitter, didn't he? He did. He missed a sitter. Ebert missed one from you know fifteen meters out. Uh, you know, he missed a couple really. Um, yeah, Marshall missed one. Robbie you got Robbie. Robbie missed one. Well, they all they all, you know, had their chances and and should have should have performed better in front of the sticks. But that is, uh, you know. So we dumped the t- we dumped the tall forward line Port in, the, in the second in the second half as well. No, not at all. I no. thought, Look, we, I thought still... we I thought we I thought we emptied out the forward line reading the comments and just went with the. Solitary um, forward of Robbie Gray out forward. No, not really. I, I didn't see it that way at all. No, um, I okay. thought we still had the tolls up there. It just, you know, we just sort of, you know, lost ten percent of that intensity that we had in the first half. Yeah, that just meant that we were missing targets. You know, we still dominated the third quarter. I think we had something like twelve inside fifties to six for the quarter, um, but we just weren't able to find targets. Gold Coast were pushing a few players back. They were getting in the way. Our foot skills were a little bit off compared to the first half. And it just wasn't coming off. Uh, but that last quarter when we kicked, I don't know, one goal, six or whatever it was, um, you know, that's when we should have really put Gold Coast to the sword and, and made it a big victory. Because that deserved to be a big victory. Oh, you would have... I was shocked when... I sort of saw the end of the game and, uh, yeah, we did what we did. And I thought, yeah, so Ports, you know, one goal, ten. You know, and I think all the teams were kicking more accurately in round one with no crowd. And then we come out and deliver what we normally yeah. deliver. Yeah. But, well, we had 62 inside 50s. You've got to be kicking more than ten goals when you're having 62 inside 50s. Well, it show, I think it does show, though, that, the same old, same old players keep delivering the same old, same old results, and they cost games against the better sides. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. That's the, and that's, that's the why that's why we class. keep harping on about it, mate. That's why a lot of Port supporters, especially on Big Footy, harp on about it so much, is because you know we've been such an inaccurate team for the whole Hinkley era, um, and it, it just doesn't seem like it's ever going to change. Correct. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I know that's the frustration. I know, and people think that I'm an idiot sometimes because I might pick on the one of the famous senior players. But it's the, it's always it's generally the senior players that start the rot, and um, and then from there, uh, I think then the the younger players feed off it. You know? yeah. and I think that to me that is the problem. You know, and I think it also can be deflating for the players up the ground that are busting their ass, working hard, and then you get that easy miss or that easy key moment, um, you know, and it's deflating. I mean, I, I was overjoyed to see Sam Gray have one of the most shittiest shots on goal for Sydney. You know, it made me made me feel glad that we at least sort of relinquished that problem. Yeah. Uh, for a change yes. but yeah so I don't know but I mean I guess 
at the end of this year, I would assume that we're probably going to churn some of those senior players. Yes, most likely. Uh, let's talk about some individual players. And I guess the first one to talk about is Brad Ebert. We were highly critical of the of his selection in round one. We all hoped and had our fingers crossed that he'd put in a great performance. But he just wasn't getting a kick in the preseason. And then bang, out he comes and delivers that. 20 touches, 8 marks, 1 goal. 1 goal, 3. Could have been 2 or 3 goals. Um, you know, it was just a great performance. One out of the box. Was it a great performance? I thought it was, yep. Robbie Robbie fed him one of his goals. He did. And, then he, fed okay. him a, and then he fed him one that he missed. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah. Look, I, I considering given, I in the preseason him... he was getting, you know, four or five touches a game and he comes out and picks up 20 and eight, like that's a, that's a pretty significant jump in All right, I'm trying to take the counter-argument. He was okay. He was good and definitely deserves his spot next week, whenever next week will be. That's for sure. Mm, Interesting. Yes, he does. All right, I'll go with it for now. Travis Boak. uh, He was my best on ground. 25 touches, 7 clearances. Um, You know, just in and under. Just his ability to hit the stoppage at speed and break away was great. And it looks like he's just followed on where he left off from last year. What did you think about the club giving him the two-year contract? I'm, I'm okay with that. He's super fit. He's showed no signs of deteriorating at this point. So He's, he's over fine. 30. That's okay. That's fine. Mm. I'm, just... I'm happy for Boat to play for another two years. Well, he's, he's got the form to keep going. Yeah. He's following, I think he's a bit older than Trent Conchin, but he's sort of following uh, Trent in that inc- improvement of uh, his ability as time goes on. Yeah. Look, but he I was agree. best on ground. I thought he was best on ground too. I, I thought he was great around the midfield, broke broke the lines. Um, yeah. He's just continued on from last year. Well done to him. And it shows for all of us, whether we play sport or not, hard work and dedication pays off. Yeah, for sure. Another one that we... I wouldn't say we were critical of his selection, but he was one that we were sort of 50-50 on and it could have gone either way, and that was Stephen Motlop. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he delivered as well, um, yes. which was great. He kicked two goals, had 14 touches, uh, four inside 50s. He was really good on the night and really got us going early in that match. And he laid some tackles, Maker. He did. He did. He was very good. Yeah. I, I loved, I thought his positioning was strong. And look, small forward role, they're not going to get 25 possessions a game, right? So if they if they can get mid-teens, kick a couple of goals, lay a few tackles, well, you can't really expect much more than that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he delivered, which was great. He just needs to do that every week. And if he does that every week, then... No one's going to be questioning his selection at all, which which would be great. Uh, Next player was Todd Marshall, who I thought was absolutely fantastic in that first half. And look, he did fall out of the game in the second half, but um, as I mentioned earlier, there was maybe other reasons for that. But uh, when the game was there to be won, he was brilliant. Uh, Took four strong marks, um, you know, kicked two goals, had four shots on goal. I really, really enjoyed his performance and 
especially with Dixon out of the side, you know, he had to lead that forward line, and I thought he did it very, very well. And like I said earlier, I love that I, I saw him jumping at the contest. Yeah, you know, he's got a he's got a good leap too. So he's really noticeable how how high he gets with his extension when he does go for a leap. I mean, it would be impossible to defend if he could get a run at the ball. And um, you know, I'm going to cut into your – you're probably going to bring him up anyway. His tag teammate, um, George Artis. I mean, if, it, if that guy can actually stick the marks that he goes for, oh, my God, it'd, it'd be a, wouldn't he be amazing? He would be amazing. <laughs> yes, but, definitely. Uh, I love – I'm liking what we're seeing from Todd – he looks like a young man that is finally freeing himself up of the mental shackles that he's had justifiably for the last couple of years. Yeah. He looks ready to impact at AFL level now, which is uh, which is what we all want and what we all uh, all desire. And uh, I've got no doubt that he'll get there, which is great. Uh, and you mentioned his buddy, Michi Georgiades, and uh, it was his debut. He had 11 touches, three marks, kicked two goals, Um there was a lot that I liked about his game. It wasn't just the fact that he was flying for marks. And look, one day he's going to take a couple of them and that's going to be great. But you know, his kicking for goal was very, very nice. Uh, to get two goals on your debut is great. Um, but one piece of play late in the game where he backed into that pack and you know got hammered, I thought that showed incredible courage for a young kid in his first game. And uh, you know that only shows good things for the future, I reckon. Great. Great recruiting, Maka. Great recruiting, absolutely. Did you have Did you have him on our list? Uh, I had him later on. Uh, he was He was a, the big unknown because he didn't play a single minute of football last year. Um, so you just don't know. Um, but the recruiters, he, he had a great bottom age year. The recruiters trusted their gut. And um, yeah, it's paying off early dividends, I think. My old man reckons mm. he looks like a, a young Scott Hodges. And I have to agree. The way he sort of holds nah. his head, his body shape, he looks like, you know, Scotty when Scotty was 18, 19 years old. I thought Mark Tyler. Yeah, maybe Mark Tyler. Yeah. They were they were similar. They were similar looking a little bit. One was yeah. a bit better than the other. But, um, but yeah, I'd take a young Scott Hodges. Do you reckon he's 192 centimetres, though? 191. Yeah, probably. Oh. Well, they had 192 on the TV stats. Okay. Yeah, he's probably that, I would think. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Have to have to meet him in person and see, I <laughs> guess. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see who was. Uh, Riley Bonner was a, a very, very late exclusion uh, with a bit of an injury in the warm-up, I think. So Jared Leanett uh, got his call-up, and I thought he played pretty well, considering he had no, you know, he was pretty rushed in getting ready. What was his stats? Uh, well, he didn't get much of the ball. He only had 11 touches, but uh, it wasn't necessarily... Well, I actually thought he used the ball really, really well. And I thought clutch, de- defensively he was good. You clutch him, Macker. I, I didn't see much of him. I, I wouldn't have even brought him up, to be honest. Oh, I apologise for that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Just trying to back him, back him in. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to back him in. When I, What about Darcy Byrne-Jones? Uh, Darcy was solid without being spectacular. I thought his first half he was pretty well held. Uh, second half he he got let off the chain a little bit and was uh, was a bit better. I thought. I thought, and I thought Carl used the ball well in the in this game. Carl was very good. I thought just um, 
you know, again, he was someone that I thought, you know, put his body on the line a few times and uh, probably deserved a goal. But, you know, 21 touches, had a goal assist as well. Uh, yeah, he again, he like Bokey, he's carried on from last year and put in a really solid performance, which was good. Yeah. It was, like I said earlier, it was a great team effort in the it first half. Speaking of team effort, I thought um, the defence as a whole did an excellent job, you know, to keep them to just the 31 inside 50s, just the nine scoring shots for the game. Um, and the, their uh, two kingpins up forward, Ben King and Sam Day, only had two marks between them. Um, so our defensive group as a whole uh, did a fantastic job. I'd like to say I did call that Sam Day has rarely hurt us in the games he's played against us. Well, yeah, that's very true. I'm, has look, it, to be honest, has I'm very, very surprised. Well, probably not for a while, nah. Um, I'm very, very surprised they didn't play Peter Wright, to be honest. Um, mm. You know, for him to not get a game... I mean, he didn't have a very good pre-season, but, you know, given our height issues down back, I would have thought, you know, to have three tall forwards up there for Gold Coast would have stretched us a bit. And Peter Wright, you know, he's he's a pretty good mark, pretty good kick at goal. Um, and look, as we saw, you know, to keep their two key forwards to two marks and one goal between them, uh, that went mm. a long way to us winning. Is, is Sam Day lucky to still be on the list, do you reckon? Uh, maybe. He had that rotten injury. Um, but, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he, I don't think he's delivered um, as a pick three. Um, no. But, in any case. Anyway, look, goals were disappointing. They were very disappointing on the night. And, look, after They're a very... Like as you said, as you said, pre-season form, you can't trust it. And that was exactly spot on. Because a lot of the players that had big pre-seasons uh, just didn't come out to play. Darcy McPherson was my number one sort of worry. And he only had the 12 touches, I think. Uh, Will Brody didn't get much of it. Uh, Wits was a little bit disappointing. Uh, some of those other guys, like uh, you know, Greenwood didn't really do much. Lukosius was just okay. Um, yeah, they, they were very, very disappointing on the night. Let's not forget, though, that in 2011-12, apparently we were a graveyard for developing players. Also, so the wheel can turn, and yeah, it's just a shame that yeah they can't get Rankin on the park, and Lukosius is just not going anywhere. But he's still a young player, so yeah. you know it's taken Todd four years to develop something. So uh, you know, I think we just need to give him time, but it will be interesting. That's if they're still still around after the end of this season, anyway. That's it. Uh, let's go to some questions. Capital Power, this is more of a statement than a question. He just wanted to say, uh, thanks for resurrecting this this year, and I, I look forward to a resumption of proceedings. I uh, would like to add my support for you guys doing match day calls as well in the future, which is uh, something we'll definitely look at uh, well, we did try very it. soon. We did try it. Uh, I tried it with Innistainer in the first half for a bit, and uh, easy to use, so can't see why we couldn't use that... Uh, platform i think the only challenge is maybe uh, people uh, seeing it but i did notice that the feed i was about two seconds behind with my ko to interstater with his but okay. it's not that bad because we we're just doing general comment tests more general than commentating tests. the game anyway yeah good stuff. correct yes we'll definitely look at that uh, when play resumes in the future uh, memphis has said uh, what is the ceiling for mitch georgiades 
It's oh. a pretty high ceiling, I think. Yeah, it's still um, it's still early days, though, right? So we've just labelled him the next Scott Hodges, so there's the ceiling. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> just the most loved Port Adelaide player of all time. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, still... I think he could be a very, very good player. And, um, I still see a lot of... I think it could be like that Jeremy Howe type. Okay, yep. Yeah, I mean, great mark, reads the play, floats. I'm trying to think, who's the uh, who's the Western Bulldogs equivalent that's a gun across the half-back line that was similar to Howe? Like Boyd? Easternwood. You know, I think they just got, they're good overhead. You know, they can take a mark, like going for a fly, but they read the play well. You know, it could be that Maybe he, unfortunately for us, he might transition down there if his height becomes an issue. But if he can, if he can just clunk those marks and kicks two or three goals a game, well, he'll be staying up forward. Yes. Uh, Gremio Power has asked, uh, what the hell happened in the third quarter? What have Gold Coast and Port done that was different than what they did in the first half? Why have we looked so poor? Well, Ken said it was slippery. Oh, slippery. Okay. It was slippery. Um Look, I, I don't know. It was just execution was the issue. As I said, it wasn't that we just went completely off the boil because we were still winning the ball, winning the play, getting it forward. Uh, we were just breaking down up forward. So it was just execution in that final third of the ground, which was the problem. Yep, well, if we kicked five goals five, it would have been a good outcome, wouldn't it? It would have been a very good outcome indeed. Uh, Ebert hasn't played a bad game. Far from it. Could either Todd or Mitch be in danger of losing a spot when Dixon returns? Or would one of the no. mids lose his? One of the mids? Yeah. Look, I, I would know. think that we would... Well, would one of the midfielders lose a spot when Dixon comes back in? So what, push Ebert into the midfield for Dixon and a midfielder drops out? Doubt it. Something like that. Um, mm. Look, someone will leave the side. I don't think Todd or Mitch would be in danger. I think, uh, as we saw in the preseason, the club was trialling the three tall forwards. And I think they would like to see how that goes with Dixon out there. Yes, so would I. I'm sure, we'll, uh, I'm sure we can find someone to go, Lena, for Dixon. That's it. It Just Is has asked, how good is Travis Boak? Oh, Macca, you should probably answer that one. He's Port Adelaide legend here. That's where he is. He's a legend. He's a champ. He's very good. He's very, very good. Long may he continue to play very good football. Yes. Yes. And Two years. Justice has asked, can you actually coach? It's a very good question. It is a good but, question. I mean, he did, he did take over a shit sandwich too, right? He did. So it's, they're, get, they're getting better. Like we'll wait and see how they go for the rest of the season. But um, I, I would suggest they're even getting better. Dennis Pagan, Ron Barassi, um, Parkin—they would all need time to overhaul that list. Yep. Kale. Yes. Would you tra- would you trade Gold Coast Ken Hinckley if we had to take John Kale back for two years as coach? I would. Would Schofield, would Schofield as his senior assistant? Maybe. I don't know. We'd, we'd certainly see um, 
some different sort of football than what we're used to. <laughs> That's for sure. A lot of suspended players. Yes, indeed. And last question <laughs> from Schultzenfest, who's got a finance question for Fishing Rick. Yes. How much would you expect to pay for a delicious bag of Soto's chips? Well, what size bag are we talking about here, Maka? What, what have you got on offer? Mate, mate, our smalls start at $5 and uh, extra oh. large is thirteen fifty. Extra large? Yeah. What's an, how much How much does a extra large hold? Uh, that feeds four to six people. Yeah, I reckon those prices seem about right. But I, I'm, I'm such a fan... I would. I'd add two dollars to those prices, and I'd still pay. Mate, but then I'd expect you to give me discounts oh, as a long time, long time friend. So you'd have to just charge him the extra two dollar surcharge. Look, that's fine. We can do that. What's your favourite menu item? Oh, probably the flathead, mate. Crumbed flathead is excellent. The chicken of the sea. The chicken of the sea, yes. I had some flathead last week. It was actually fantastic. That's Cooked it myself. Fish. It's a good fish. It is a good fish. Very nice. It is It is a good fish. Yeah. It's probably the best well, eating fish in Australia, I reckon. So, Macca, I'm happy to keep doing a, a weekly podcast if there's anything that people want us to talk about. But otherwise, I, know, I don't know what else to talk about. Well, that's the thing. Um, look, I'm I'm happy either way to either keep this going, or but we'll need a hell of a lot of questions each week, or we yes. have a bit of a another little hiatus until there's something to talk about. I do have a bit of an idea, yeah. but I'll talk about that with you offline. But, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm happy to I'm happy to come back once a week. We can just do twenty thirty minutes. Doesn't have to be long. But yeah, I think we need uh, I need some content assistance from the people that do tune in or download um, to uh, to sort of know what content people want to hear. I mean, I'm sure you can give uh, Soto recommendations for 15 minutes and I can talk finance <laughs> tips for for hours. Um, yeah. I've, got, I've got to make 200 videos on Friday. So, um, yeah, there's uh, there's plenty we can talk about, but it's what you guys want us to talk about in, about in this hiatus period. I'm sure there'd probably be an AFL update every for five ten minutes every um, every week. Yeah. E.g., the player player wages is the AFL going to go bankrupt? Is Port Adelaide going to go back bankrupt? Is the SANFL rubbing its hands with glee? Some topics that I I'm sure we could talk about. Yes, indeed. Well, mate, that's it for this evening, buddy. Pleasure. Who knows when we'll be back? But uh, we'll definitely be back at some point. We will be back. We'll be back. That's it. All right, guys. Two months. Adios. Until next time. Come the pit. Power. Ports.